Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the to the Too Sweet podcast with your boys JP and Too Sweet. I am Revenant Resurrected, best known as BP, with my boy CB. We got a lot in store here. AEW backlash picks. Uh, got WWE officials talking about blood and guts. We got hit row, and we got anime. All my anime fans, stick around to your eternity. We're gonna break that down. That is the last topic of the day. I like to call it the anime corner right now at the moment until we get a better name for it. But first, we're going to start with the command of the week. Just something in wrestling that made you say, come on, man. My come on, man of the week is Randall Keith Orton. Yes, yes. Randall, Randy Orton, come on, man of the week. We had RKO, RK Bro, my goodness. And a new day versus AJ Styles, almost Elias Riker. And Randy Orton is RKOing everybody in the ring, and we get down to it, and he doesn't RKO Riddle. Like, ah, uh, man, take that dude out of Kent's and Matt Riddle. Man, come on, man of the week. If you guys got any come on, mans of the week, you're welcome. I've not removed, we'll move on. Do you have any come on, mans of the week? For me personally, for me personally, let, let me just say this. Now, come on, man of the week. He's definitely ready. He's definitely ready. But, but it's also got to be with, you know, just, ah. I mean, MGF, you know, he, he, he puts on he puts on his heel persona very well. I mean, really. But he makes you, both Randy and, and MGF make you want to hate him so bad. But even as a face, you know, I have no idea at the moment, man. It's just, um, it's very weird. <laughs> it's very weird. We, we can call it that. Very weird. Randy is trying to challenge Big Show for the, the most amount of face he knows <laughs> in wrestling history. Oh, man, that's a long task. So, I mean... He's not far off, no? Yeah, yeah, he's not far off. He's not far off. So, um... Do you know what? Is it, is it hard to like someone like Randy Orton, though, who is just so good, but clearly does not care? <laughs> about what he's doing he's, he's there to get his paycheck and it's like right we're, we're going to put you in the tag team with, 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 with Riddle who's on the scooter and uh, you're, you're going to be like the odd couple or like, whatever <laughs> I mean the well, 420 thing I, I mean the 420 thing with, with Riddle and, and you know the, the shadowing of, of Riddle for for Randy, you know, when he when he goes when he goes into his four twenty after after wrestling is like kind of interesting because I really wanna see I really wanna see the uh, the whole four twenty thing, you know, happen with those two. That's what I wanna see. Well um I would like to see that as well. We'll see but- building. It's obviously building to do a long term between the two of them I'm sure I mean yeah. anybody who has a brain would have you, to you, you know Randy Orton is go ahead Sorry. the odd couple for the, the odd couple for a while and then Orton would just RKO over the nowhere break the scooter break yeah, the scooter no. in pieces 
as always, Orton is like Shawn Michaels. You know, he, he's going to make that turn on his tag partner. But nevertheless, uh, we're going to move on to the AEW review. And AEW has this thing, man, to where nearly every week just feels like a big show. Like, it feels like it can't miss. And I was yeah. juiced up, man. And right away, we get Yuji Nagata versus Moxley. And it's a shame Marie Shadow is not here right now. This is her thing. But nevertheless, uh, this was a very physical matchup. And I think we all expected that. We got it. And, man, Yuji uh, versus Mox, I thought that, you know what? There's a chance that Yuji could win based on the fact that, you know, we have COVID going on. Mox can't be in New Japan, all of that stuff. Nevertheless, Mox picks up the victory in what I thought was a very exciting match. What did you guys think? Personally, for me, let me start this off. Like, like, like really, that match... And, and a lot. That match had a lot. It had the New Japan, you know, time limit. I mean, even I mean, even with those kicks, even with those kicks that Mox had brought out, that that's not even any repertoire when it comes to AEW. But you know, you never expect, you never expect anything like that. But come on, it, it is crazy. It is crazy how everybody is is you know coming out of the woodwork with that match kingston you know being the cheerleader slash you know helping with with mods did you you guys see the promo that kingston did on dark about his heart i missed off the t-shirt he ripped up yeah i did see that i did see that that is the best promo i have seen in i can't remember a promo The, the guy is gold on the mic yes he is all the way back Go ahead, you got it. Uh, I mean, Kingston, Kingston himself, Eddie Kingston. What can I say about the dude? Even though, he, even though he's dealing with you know a lot of a lot of crap in wrestling business, even though he's the best and, 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 and panic attacks. <laughs> yes, yes, he's dealing, he's dealing with a lot. He's dealing with the panic attacks, and I mean, you know, he can he, even in real life, you know, John John Martin is is, is uh, Eddie's best friend and you know I consider that a lot. I consider that friendship to be to be, you know, friendship goals right there. And yeah. and that's just saying something because you know that dynamic ended up you know you have best friends and Kingston and John Moxley going up against the young bucks at double or nothing May thirtieth. Swear to God that match is gonna be off the hook. Yeah. But what is gonna be more off the hook the announced match is the announced match for double happening. Got a lot of yeah. sorry, that's my dog it doesn't like John Moxley very much. So it's <laughs> 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 we're not, we're gonna get into well, where we're about to go with double nothing. Before you get to that, can I just say like about the Moxley and and the match that was on the other night. One thing I think that's that's lacking from from AEW and from WWE is the, the real concept of suspension of disbelief. Like Moxley's been promoted as their number one guy. Right. Yep. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I no like way, Moxley, there no way, but there's no way this fifty there's no way this fifty year old plus guy is going to come in and beat him. Totally. And if you look at the pockets as well, the um, New Japan Pro Wrestling are trying to strengthen 
polls in America. It's not I watched last week's episode of their show. And other than, than the tag team match with, with Moxley and, and against um, Nagata and the other partners, the undercard on those shows, there's no real stars on that show. So they need somebody like John Moxley to hold the belt on it. So there's, there's no way that... I mean, I knew going into that match was going to be a match, but there's no way that Moxley was going to be that belt because Moxley's worth more to, 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 to New Japan than... Yeah, in America, they need some stars that are based in America to represent that as well too. You know, so I don't think that was ever ever going to happen. So this, there needs to be a suspension of disbelief. This idea where you know you actually have to believe there's a chance of somebody winning that match, and there are some matches where you don't know. And I'm not jumping ahead now, but I don't think any of us really knew who was going to win between Miro and Darby Allen. Because Allen is, is a superstar and Miro is so strong. You want to you want to watch the match, but you really don't know what's going to happen. And there was no way at that sense from the Moxley match. You knew straight away. You know, yeah, I got to start. Even the promos, everything. You knew he was going to win. And uh, uh, I see Simply Hill has joined in on Twitter Spaces. I just want to let you know that your mic is muted. Maybe he has some things going on at the moment. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay, there he is. There he is. Um, if you got anything, hi, to... ah, hi man, how's it going? Um, if you got anything to say about the Moxley match, uh, you know, feel free. Um, hmm, so yeah, I don't watch AEW that much, but that one means I don't want uh, actually lack of time and I'm coming here. So, no chance to watching that live. I simply turn on YouTube after the episode and just see some recent magic. Not that much interesting with AW. But yeah, I love we're about to get into uh Miro. Hold that thought. We're gonna move on to the next stop. We got Cody Rhodes. Ah, uh, oh, in a promo, my <laughs> yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, my God, uh, hold on, I'm gonna set it up, and then you guys can take it away. We had Cody come out, and one thing I like about AEW is their transition. Like they don't give you time to think. Like right, they, they cut to something, and then right after that, it's the next thing. I'll give you credit for that. But Cody has this promo, and. He's talking about the USA. He's talking about the president and uh, the, the, the home of the brave, the land of the free. And I'm like, what is Cody talking about, man? What is he doing? And eventually it turns out that we have the storyline of USA versus the evil foreigner. And I'm like, the, what I'm thinking is, sure, he 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 has some great stuff to say to him, but we're better than that now. Like like in wrestling, we 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 have moved past that. Like I don't want to see that type of storyline. What I want to see is you beat me up, oh go go, you punched me last week. I want my revenge. That's all it has to be. What do you guys think work. about that? It doesn't, it doesn't work for historical reasons either, because the United States and the UK are allies. So yes. they're not the evil foreigners. They're, the, they're each other's biggest trade partners. They're in, they're involved in NATO together. They're, they are, you know, they are on friendly terms with each other. They fought on the same sides 
on, on every world war. I mean, it's like they're trying to turn the UK into Russia, right? right. If he was fighting a Russian fighter, then, you know, all right, fair enough, we're back in 1980s, which are his call off and, and various different pieces, but it doesn't work like and the only background to this story is that uh, Anthony one punch put an English flag over Cody after he punched him in the tummy last week. I mean, right. <laughs> it's really, really terrible. Again, it highlights what I was saying in the last episode. They need a writer. They need a head writer who says, you know what, Cody, this is going to be a great point, but let us write the story because this is trash. Yes, I totally agree. And Revenant, if you want to hop in on that... Uh... You, you got it. Swear to God, what do I got to say about that? <laughs> like, oh man. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, I mean, just, just adding, just adding to the fact, just adding to the fact of, of Cody and Brandy's unborn child is, it's kind of good storytelling in and of itself, but, but it kind of puts into perspective that, you know, with the segregations and, you know, the problems of American history and how, how you know, the social anarchy, social hierarchy and anarchy, you know, of and personally and personally Cody had hit a lot of points close to home with me personally you know saying that you know saying that his daughter is going to be having two identities and he's not wrong he's yeah. not wrong. at all I love that part <laughs> no he's not he's not and I was okay with that my wife is white I'm white my wife isn't so I kind of got that as well I mean, I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody who's, who's listening in YouTube, you know, they need to understand that, you know, social hierarchy or where your status is, is not what it's, it's not what it's supposed to be. And it's not what it used to be as well. We need to treat each other with respect, dignity, and even, and even just social grace. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. I'm with that. It, it just, it just makes, it just makes the whole, the whole, you know, character development with Cody absolutely more, absolutely more precious. Because after what happened, I nearly cried. I nearly cried. I nearly cried. I almost did. Right. And after. Go ahead. Right when, right when Cody had had mentioned, you know, his father. He had mentioned yeah. his father, you know, briefly. Saying, you know, with AEW on Twitter, saying, they just get a little bit dusty. Is this, re- is this really the angle, though, if you want to take the moniker the American Dream from, though? It's hardly, no. big, it's hardly the biggest angle. I mean, if he's going to turn into the American Dream, first of all, he's not about six stone. And. On top of that, like <laughs> it's gotta be a bigger, a bigger, bigger angle against a bigger, bigger star, like, you know. But he can punch, but is he really a wrestler? Is this where you wanna make your name on? Go ahead, you got it, uh, uh real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly, JP. And and too sweet with, with your with your interjection, what what would you say about it? Um I don't have a problem 
with him pulling out the American dream, like that's his dad, and and I, I'm cool with it. Um, I will say to JP's point, uh, you could have saved that for a bigger match. But here's my deal. Nevertheless, Cody Rhodes, John Spears, uh, uh, who, who, God, I forget the guy who he just fought. It, that was his friend. QT Marshall. QT Marshall. Yeah. Sean Spears. Oh, that was a great match. Sean, yeah. Spe- Sean Spears, QT. I'm not saying Cody has done this in every few because he's put over guys uh, like Darby. But you, 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 you cannot stop another person's momentum. You have got to put over a go go uh, at this at 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 double or nothing. A go to uh, at double or nothing. Like this cannot be another Cody Rhodes wins match. Like he, he he has to pick the guy over. I don't see it happening, lads. Yeah. Man, man, uh, man, I gotta agree. I gotta agree with JP on this one. I gotta agree with JP because really, it, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen because you know he, he, he's the executive VP, and, and you know that that's not gonna work for for Cody. And did you guys read anything about supposedly there's a bit of heat between the EVPs that yeah. Cody has uh, Falling out with Omega and the Young Bucks. I've heard that, and I've I've also heard that as well. And that is that is um man, we're talking about the 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 foundation of AEW, the guys that started the entire thing, and that would be problematic. One would think, and I just man. I hope they get it together if that is indeed true. Tony Khan has another reason to be annoyed this week because I don't know whether he paid too much attention to Europe, but Tony Khan's family own a premiership football team in England called Fulham. Yeah. And I know they were relegated. So in the American system, I know it's a conference system. So everybody stays in the same league. But in the English system, the three, teams that, the three teams that finish the worst get kicked out. And Fulham were relegated the other night, and it's the difference of about you know hundred hundred million dollars in revenue per annum. Oh, so they have to, they got to try and get back up. But um, you know, so he's failed. They failed really in football. So I can imagine he's going to go all all in if you want to pardon the pun now for with AEW to try and or do as good as they can with him. I agree with that, uh, and that that is tough. So AEW has to come through for him. And um, I guess we'll move on to the next to the next uh, topic at hand: SCU versus the Young Bucks. And I gotta say, there are certain points in time to where I don't buy the Young Bucks as heels. It's like they're trying to play a character at times for me it feels like they're trying to play a character instead of being themselves but nevertheless I thought that they did a good job in this match Matt Daniels bleeding on I forget if it was Nick or Matt's uh, shoe they mocked Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels for goodness sakes I thought that that was pretty funny and I'm sorry I love you <laughs> that was gold that was gold man 
I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. I was watching the match. I was completely in shock. And I mean, you know, the, the mocking, the mocking of, of Shawn Michaels and, and Rick Flair to, to that carrying of the match because, because I heard, because I've been hearing, you know, I didn't watch the uh, interview with Rick, you know, explaining that match, but I knew about it because I, because I actually saw highlights of it and I actually, and I actually was able to see the match on, on the uh, Facebook page of WWE. Right, you know, and and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, honestly, with the mockery of that, it's like, you know, what's the point? Like, what's the point of it? But, but the family dynamic, the family dynamic of 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 Daniels and Kazarian, and oh. not just Daniels and Kazarian, but the Bucks as well. It's like the Bucks having having an ego trip and absolutely, you know, not being themselves, being manipulated by by Callis and Omega, you know, being being a pawn in in Callis's schemes as well. It's like, yeah, right. It's like the three. It's like the three members of the elite being being pawns in a chessboard and yes I'm using chess terminology here Cyrus the virus lads he's back <laughs> yes yes Cyrus the virus lads mm. I, well, I, I, the, the whole thing though it, it, like I, I nearly guess this is going to be a Jim Cornette clip next week, right? <laughs> one, 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 one problem, one problem that AEW has always had is that they pay, they pay too much attention to what's going on in WWE. Yeah. So they, 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 that, whole, that whole section of you know, I'm sorry, I love you. They're basically giving free advertisement to their opposition. They're driving people to YouTube to watch that game. And there's loads of instances of it happening. Do you remember when it, when they came when AEW kicked off? I think it was probably the probably the first major event they had. And Cody Rhodes came out onto the stage with a sledgehammer. Yeah. And a throne on the stage which was made to look like Triple H's throne. Yeah. They smashed it. Double or nothing. And you're, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And you're thinking, lads, you're trying your whole point was to try and provide something different to what the other side are doing. You're dragging them up week in, week out, talking about doing stuff. And I mean, the young bucks might think that that's clever, aping Rick Flair and and and, and Shawn Michaels. But it, it just highlights maybe the difference. Like that was peak WWE, and AEW has not reached that peak yet. So I think they should be concentrating more on their own stories. I get rather than aping what's going on in other places. I gotta agree uh, to a certain extent there. Um, nevertheless, the Bucks pick up the victory. Uh, I wanted to see SCU win there. Like I, I and and maybe we can do something at Double or Nothing. We have the rematch, and the Bucks win that. I would have, I would have liked to have seen that. Nevertheless, we, we what? Go ahead. He's fifty-two years old. Like, yeah. Yeah, again, yeah. it's about it's about credibility again, like we were talking about earlier. He looks fit, but he's fifty-two, and yeah. I, know, I know the box look like Matt Jackson looks like he's in his fifties. 
Resilient, if you want to jump in, uh, I don't want to move on without you. Um, if you have anything to say about, about SCU and the Bucks? <laughs> Sorry, uh, thank you. Um, well, no, I mean, uh, it was very unfortunate to see like the outcome of the match. And when I saw Christopher Daniels go stop, and that way I was like, oh no, somebody's gotta stop this. But uh, I don't know. Uh, um, Uh, Christopher Daniels tweeted uh, this might be the end but I think that uh, the keyword here is uh, Mike uh, I don't know I still have the hope of uh, SCU reuniting later on maybe with the Scorpio Sky as it was intended and um, for next week uh, I don't see the Varsity Blunts winning but I I don't know uh, I hope that it'll be a, a good match <laughs> well um, before we move on to the next thing at hand what I would like to say man I, I did not like the fact that they cut away from the SCU moment at the end to, to jump to Mox and Kingston trashing the Elite's locker room. Like, we had a moment there and they actually hugged and we, we didn't get to see that until after the break. So, I didn't too much like that. What's up? Uh, well, go ahead. You got it. No, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I think the same. I mean, they jumped too quick into that. I mean, they should have. Uh, I mean, uh, we did have like that expression on uh, Frankie Kasarian, and it was like my same expression, really. Right. <laughs> like, uh, no words. Right. Yeah, and we uh, should have let them have their moments. And uh, yes, uh, I do agree on that. They jumped too quick into into uh, Eddie Kingston and Max, uh, like vandalized uh, in the, the elite room. <laughs> right. Um, I totally agree. As we move on to the next thing at hand, Christian has an open contract, and it's going to be Matt Seidel versus Christian. They will both be in the Casino Battle Royal. Ah, uh, Matt Seidel—that's a match that man, I'm really excited for. That that is, yeah, that, that's gonna bang. Match. That's a match from WWE 2007. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that is fair. Yeah. That, that brings that, that's going to bring a lot of memories for me because because really I will I will definitely I will definitely you know give my thoughts on that because you know Mad Seidel in and of itself I've seen I've seen his career through Ring of Honor through you know through his stay in WWE you know when he was getting jobbed out but but through but through Christian I mean. I mean, Christian himself, Christian and Matt, you know, that, that, that has some history. That has some history, and, and they're going to elevate it to AEW standards, you know, just, just, just doing what they do best. Right. I really hope, and I really hope that that match becomes an instant classic. Oh, it very much has. Pun intended. Pun intended. 
<laughs> it very much has the possibility to be so. Um, as we move on to the next topic, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. I gotta say that, like I said last week, they turned me all the way around from rooting for Pat to win to rooting for Orange Cassidy to win. Nevertheless, we had a match and it came out that Cat Orange Cassidy got hurt on that Liger bomb. They had to call an audible. Omega hits Pac with the title. They both get counted out and we have a triple threat match for double or nothing to win. You know what? That is the best possible outcome. Very exciting about that. What do you guys think? Triple uh, threat at the beginning I hate to sound negative, but if neither of them lose, is that not the worst possible outcome? Because you're burying two guys instead of one. I, uh, I, yeah, there's a point to be made there. Yeah, I, I, I like Orange Cassidy, but I don't like him as, a, as, a, as an actual champion. I mean, you can't just... Yeah. A champion that keeps his hands in his pockets all the time. <laughs> I have never seen anything like this. The guy is, for a small lad, he is physically very impressive. Um, yeah. He is brilliant. And, like, he, he's believable. Orange Cassidy is, you know, he's the composite of, of that character that Ryan Reynolds plays in that movie, Droids. And, you know, he came from Shikara, and it might work at Shikara, but we're, we're talking about a national, national fight from all. How long is it going to go on for? Like, how long is he going to get away with that for? Like, is there going to be some character arc where he kind of loses the rag and develops a personality and starts talking or it's just... Well, I don't know how long. I don't have much. I, I should say as well, remember, I do love AEW, but it just frustrates me with some of the stuff they do. Sorry, Kevin. I feel you. Um, yeah. Sorry. We got it. Um, yeah, no, I think. Sorry, I think Kenny will retain uh, either Pac wins or Kenny retains. I don't know, but for some reason, maybe in the future going to, to the TNT title. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I don't see him as a world champion just yet. <laughs> it doesn't fit his personality. And, yeah. I gotta agree with that. Just so long as I was watching the match last night, and I was like, "Okay, Orange Cassidy has to try here and be the regular gimmick." And you know what? It, it started off as you know what Orange Cassidy left the games alone after the beginning where he put shades on him and he went at him. So I appreciate that, but no, he can't be the world champion. Kenny Omega will retain. As we move on to the next topic at hand, it's going to be Hangman versus Brian Cage at Double or Nothing. Ah, uh, that is going to be a physical match. I would like to see a stipulation at it. Um, Hangman is definitely going to get his victory back on that. Just a quick, uh, who do you have winning, Hangman or Brian Cage? I see Hangman getting his win back. Okay. I see Hangman. I see Hangman getting the getting the W on this one. Right. Yeah, Hangman. All right, we're all in agreement then. Uh, four Hangmans, and we'll see what happens. Uh, nevertheless, 
the next topic, Pinnacle, the Pinnacle Celebration. And I, I, the first thing I saw, I was like, okay, what's going to happen here? You know, we have this big celebration. Something has to happen. And we had them out. MJF has a great promo. He said there's not going to be a rematch. Tully Blanchard grabs the mic. And when Tully Blanchard grabs the mic, like, I just put down my phone. And I stop what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, Tully. Thank you, there, Tully. What you got? He's awesome. He is awesome, man. And uh, he gives them watches. And all of a sudden, we have the Inner Circle come out. And they're in a tank or whatever the case was. And... They wanted the rematch. They didn't get a rematch initially, and they sprayed them Stone Cold Steve Austin style with the bubbly. They sprayed the pinnacle, and they eventually get the rematch uh, at Double or Nothing. It will be a stadium stampede match. And I'm just here to say this. Like, we just had war games. I, I don't want to see somebody have a war games match somebody have a hell in the cell match and then turn around and say okay let's do it again a, a few weeks later like to me that, that kind of devalues uh war games in my opinion i'm sure it's going to be an excellent match uh but it devalues war games in my opinion what do you guys think i think chris jericho falling off the roof onto a lot of cardboard boxes devalues war games more than <laughs> stadium stampede could ever devalue it um before you even get to that like again going back to what I was saying about nodding to the other federation like spraying the pinnacle with, with the, the bubbly I mean it's exactly just robbing ideas from WWE again you know you have the Austin beer truck followed by the Kurt Angle milk truck and now you have the bubbly right, right. it's not an original it's not an original idea it's the same it's robbing an idea from the bigger federation new ideas and, and like Stadium Stampede is something new you know it's something different from what WWE does and even though right. their war against is different just again going back to there should be a writer there should be somebody in the room who goes hey lads we can't do this because WWE did this three times already in the last 15 years and we're going to just look like we're a Costco version of what's going on. I'm using my Americanisms here Costco version of, of, of what they're doing already you know Right. Well, yeah, that terminology is funny. That terminology is funny. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. That, uh, it's not totally well. Not that different, but do you remember that segment with the uh, Spirit Squad and DX when they were mocking the McMahon? Yes. <laughs> he could have, <laughs> Way worse. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't a Manorvat, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I saw the comparisons that uh, with the uh, Nitro and everything, and uh, I mean, the Inner Circle hasn't accepted, but in case they do, not only will it be a stadium stampede match, but uh, if they lose, they have to disband. Yes. So that's that's tough. I want to see the Pinnacle win that match because I have the 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 the, the thing of this. I think every member of the inner circle is better off in their own, on their own than they were in the inner circle. To me, I think the only person that it enhances is Take Bigger. Like, can I, tell, can I tell you something? Sorry, to interrupt. I watched that war. I watched that war games. 
and Hager looked the best I've ever seen him in that match. He did really well. Was, I thought he was, considering he's fairly limited. I mean, I, I thought when he came into it initially and he was bounding around the base of the suplexes, he looked better than I've ever seen him. No, he doesn't have to do much in terms of, of character because he just stands there and doesn't say anything. But physically, he looked better than I've ever seen him. Right. He was the only one to step up to Wardlow. Yeah. That was a great moment they're in building, that match. But they're, they're, they're building that, obviously. Like, you know, Wardlow's, Wardlow's one nil there already. Like, he has the original victory, but... But I, I think Hager has to be part of a group because he needs to be the guy that's standing around in the background that's quiet. Yeah. That's the, that he can't do it on his own. And WWE knew that as well, which is why they put it with Dutch Mantel, you know? Yes. Uh, whatever, whatever. Because he needed to have somebody to talk for him. But he looks much, much better, I think, than, than he ever did in WWE. So to give AEW their props, there are fellas that are coming in from WWE and women as well who look far better suited and being a far better roll of the dice in AEW than they ever did in WWE Take on would be another good example there as well you know hey. um, I gotta agree with that as we move on to the next matchup Thunder Rosa got a squad against Jasmine Allure not much to talk about there uh, I think Thunder Rosa is the next in line after um, faced the winner at Double or Nothing uh, between Brit. Did, 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 did you see the stipulation though in the end of in the NWA Power episode this week though? Well, uh, yes, I did. Go ahead and speak on that. She's facing Camille in NWA, and the stipulation there is if she loses. She can no longer appear in any other um, federations. So, so if she loses a match in NWA, that's the end of her in AEW. Now, she's also coming to the end of her contract. So I think it's fairly clear where she's going to be signing. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, that that that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Cannot wait. Cannot yeah, wait. Fine. Go ahead. Um, I don't think she's going to go after her. Definitely. What's that? Sorry, no. That whoever wins the match between Nishida and Britt Baker, most likely Britt Baker, and Double Up or nothing, uh, Thunder Rose is gonna go after her. Or at least that's what she said on Dark. Yeah. Um and. Uh, Moving on to the final topic of the day. I mean, not not of the day of AEW. Um, Miro versus Darby. Uh, I got to say, going into this match, I tweeted out, Miro... Was that? I was really, very happy. Got the news, Miro. The first match was a little... I mean, that was not very clean for the match. He started already Darby before the match. But that was good. And I like when King uh, and uh, Darby got the call. Bro, bro sign. And what, what it calls. Right. It was... But I like the match. It was a very physical match. Brutal. Darby hit. I'm feeling sorry for Darby, man. He was thrown around left and right. And 
Right. It uh ended the match. Miro locks him in the submission, picks up the win. Miro is the new champion. What do y'all think about Miro picking up the victory there? It's absolutely Darby. I mean, uh, the emo title. <laughs> it's absolutely Darby, but uh, it's really, really. Uh, I'm happy for Miro. He's his first championship with NBA. Right. Uh, I'm not with Darby. I mean, uh, the promo that he gave at the end, how much that TNT title meant to him. And along the way, you see even the Dark Order came up to his face. That's what I thought during this match. Where is the Dark Order? We need your intervention right now. And they came up to the Right. I have a theory where this is going, right? Okay. So here's my, here's my theory. They've already indicated that, that Lance Archer is next for mm-hmm. Miro. Um, I was listening to uh, one of the three or four weekly podcasts this week talking about ratings and the impact that Darby Allen has on ratings. And their highest segments are seem to be the segments to Darby Allen. So I think, I think, yeah. so I think they are building Darby Allen as challenger for Kenny Omega. Wow, that you know what? That would be interesting. My my pick was Hangman for, for Omega, but I mean, I wouldn't be mad if it was Darby. I wouldn't be mad at all. If you think about it, Darby has Sting. Sting has mainstream has mainstream appeal, and he brings the older wrestling fans with him. And I think you want the only thing that Darby Allen and Sting have in common really is that they both wear face paint. <laughs> But if, you, if the older eyes go on Darby and it's as, as a challenge towards Kenny Omega, have a really, really strong fuel built there. And you can do all sorts of stuff with him because Darby's going to end up in a wheelchair anyway where the looks of things go. He'll be ceilings and, and, well, he is. I mean, if you see the stuff he does. Well, no, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing. Like, maybe. That's sort of the way I would book it. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, man, we'll see about Darby's body. Maybe he has the Jeff Hardy body to where he just gets old and he just keeps doing this stuff. <laughs> we'll see. But um, if there's not anything, go ahead. Yeah, Jeff Hardy, man, he just like he's just jumping on to things left and right, man. So, uh, if if there's nothing else on AEW, I'll move on. I'll, I'll open the floor if you guys have anything else. All right. Uh, we'll move on to WWE Backlash. I'm not calling it what they call it. When I was a teenager, it was WWE Backlash. And that's what we're going to call it. Same with me. Come on. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that they just feel the need to change things for the sake of change, and the original thing is nice enough. Peacocking, if you want to party. <laughs> yeah. There's an Irish expression, lads. Right? I don't know if you've heard this before. It's called "You can't shine shit." Right? Yeah. Or an American version of it is "You can't polish a turd." 
Yeah, there you go. No matter how much you try and polish it, it's still a turd, right? And yes, backlash sir. Was all, backlash was always one of those, was more, always one of those uh, pay-per-views meant to look, which is an extra one in the calendar. And I think just putting uh, the word WrestleMania in front of it, because that's going to make it look better, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, it won't. I, I won't be watching it. It won't. Well, nevertheless, <laughs> the first match is. Uh... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry, no, I don't watch that anymore. So. <laughs> right. It, 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 it's man, Raw's a tough watch for me. It's just SmackDown can be pretty decent at times, but nevertheless, first matchup is Lashley McIntyre versus Braun. I'm one to say that. What are we adding Braun for? Like, when Braun got added, everybody was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, it's not Lashley versus Drew. And I'm just sitting there saying, man, give me some Lashley versus Drew rematches. So I want to see a backlash. Nevertheless, my pick is Bobby Lashley to win. I don't really see the need to take the title off of him. Um, what do you, you guys take on that? I think he's going to win. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby's gonna reject. I don't care. He, he needs to keep the title. Yeah, I mean, I think Strowman's in there to take the pin so that they don't weaken them. Um, That's a very good point. Very, very good point. Um, as we ship on to the next match, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Uh, I cannot tell you guys how happy I am to see Cesaro getting the main event push. Um, we have the storyline now with Jimmy, Jay, and Roman, to which I'm hoping that doesn't end in the police Jimmy falls in line and that's the, 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 the he's with Roman and Jay. I hope it has a little bit more, there is a little bit more layers to that. Nevertheless, as with Lashley, I don't see the point in taking the title off of Roman Reigns. Cesaro is yeah, a great uh, choice for this match, but no, I don't see him taking the title off Roman. What do you guys think? No. No, they're not taking the title off I mean, I don't think they're taking, there's only two people that are taking that title off of Roman Reigns. One is John Cena, he comes back. Oh. Um, the other is Brock Lesnar. Wow. There's nobody, there's nobody there taking that title off Roman Reigns. They're doing press. Paul Heyman gave an interview last week where he said we are building an all-time great in Roman Reigns. I love Cesaro. I think he's probably the strongest wrestler they have, but he's not beating Roman Reigns. There's nobody on that roster beating Roman Reigns. Right. I gotta totally agree with that. Roman is gonna have that title. We'll see what happens at SummerSlam, but I think he's gonna have the title at least through SummerSlam and possibly longer. Um, As we move on to the next topic at hand, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Uh, I think this is going to be an excellent matchup. I'm glad Bailey is getting something after the way that they did her at WrestleMania, man. Like, it's Bailey. Like, she should be doing something, uh, like, at least make her the host of something. But uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey going to be a terrific matchup. Candidate for match of the night at this point. Like I see why you say backlash is that pay per view that's just sitting there because 
What, what are you gonna do? You, you, Bianca Belair just won the title, and you, obviously we know the result. Bianca Belair wins. Uh, what do you guys think? Man, man, personally, I want Bianca to keep it damn Total sense. Total sense. She, she has to have a long dominant reign. Yeah. She has to have a long dominant reign before she loses. There's only one person that's going to beat Bianca Belair for that. And that's Lily the Doll. <laughs> really? Hey, we're actually going to get into Lily after, after this. So save it. <laughs> that is actually a topic. Uh. <laughs> so we move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get through another matches. Real Ripley. <laughs> I've lost all my training. All right. Sorry about that. Real Ripley. Oscar. Oscar and Charlotte Flair. We got a triple threat. You know, for as much crap as I give uh, WWE for the booking of Charlotte Flair, I just can't stand it. Um, she's come in, and I, I really like this Charlotte Karen Flair heel gimmick. She's getting people to hate her. Uh, she's getting into title matches. And as for the winner, this is going to be an awesome match. There's always the Charlotte Flair thing out there that WWE has with her. But I got Rhea Ripley winning this match. What do you guys have? I got real, I got real, I got Ripley winning the match. Personally, because Charlotte, Charlotte wants to win. She wants to win the title back because she got, she got blown off. And I'm like, really having something to build part of the, a part of, a part of her corner actually makes a lot of sense because I think Daddy DeVille, yeah, that's the reason the Twitter name, I think Daddy Sonia DeVille would, would make, would make a huge, would make a huge impact and completely, you know, make some sense of it. But with, but with, you know, that happening, I, I think we can see a face turn with Rhea at some point down the line after the match, or just, we're just keeping, we're just keeping Rhea as a heel. Right. She's not a real heel, though, really, is she? No. Doesn't, she doesn't do dastardly things like he does. Wins matches cleanly. Right. She's a heel. I'd say she's more a tweener than a heel. Yeah. Yeah. More, 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 more of the filthy animals than, than anything. Right, there you go. Um. So I think. Right. Like, like people, like people have said, like people have said with with Oscar. People have said with with Oscar. Real. Like people have said with Oscar. Real simply, you, you know, there, there is no chemistry. There's no chemistry with with Rhea and and Oscar. 
She's a future world champion, so I don't have no. I have no idea why they have her sitting on the side, being a, a, a general manager. Um, but nevertheless, we move on. Dolph uh, Ziggler and Rude, Bobby Rude, the Dirty Dogs versus the Mysterios. Uh, this doesn't excite me. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying this. I'm saying this for for full reasons because I, I just I just want to get it out of the way because really the main the main situation is the dirty dog is gonna keep climbing, but if a miracle happens, I want videos to win to become the first ever father son WWE tag team champs. It's 
you can, you can, you can actually see the match happening as it's happening. Absolutely no variation in those matches, whether he's against the Craig Kali or he's against Kalisto or he's against Robert Wood. I just think he is incredibly overrated. And I'm going on one step with WWE group rather than a medium place. So as I said, it's a very it's an unpopular opinion. I go back I go back to see I go back to Ray's WCW days and from from the very first start. Like Ray to me, he is the main thing that the, the wrestling that we see today is because of Ray Mysterio. Like the style of wrestling from these guys and gals that we see, see today, this quick style, these days flying everywhere. To me, that comes from Rey Mysterio and that Cruiserweight division. There's variation in those guys. Every pack match is the same. Every Kalista match is the same. Every Rey Mysterio match is the same. For me, but, the best thing Rey Mysterio ever did was to be thrown against the wall as a dart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny, but it, it, his WCW match had tremendous variation with Emilinko, with Chris uh, Jericho, uh, with Parker, with whomever in the in the, in the cruiserweight yeah, yeah. the uh, division. But um, I mean, one Rey Mysterio match in the last twenty years has been the same as every other Rey Mysterio match in the last twenty years. Ooh, man, I gotta. I, I gotta go back and, and, and think on that one. I'm on the spot right now. Let me let me let me go back and look at that. We'll revisit it next week. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the last match, we have Damian Priest versus The Miz in a lumberjack match, and uh, I really thought Damian Priest should have been moving on. After, after after WrestleMania, but I got Damian Priest picking up the win here. Any quick thoughts on that? Yeah, I got Damian winning that match. Got one or two. Alrighty. Um, moving on as we are done with Backlash, where we moving on here? Oh, before WWE officials had a report come out that WWE officials said that Bloody Guts set wrestling back thirty years. And I, I'm just here to say. <laughs> and Lashley sisters, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Uh, we can look at WWE programming, and there's something on Monday Night Raw just about every week that sets wrestling back 30 years, not blood and guts. Ah, uh, so then what do you guys have on that? Well, look at Lily the doll. I know you said we were going to talk about her later, but stuff that Alexa Bliss is doing is what Papa Shango was doing in 1992. It is. So they're 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 recycling stuff for 30 years. So it's, it's a little bit of putting in a little bit of pot caught in the kettle black going on there, you know. Right. Hey. Jesus, that has you questioning, questioning. Like I, I, I sit sometimes. I watch Raw and, and I think, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? <laughs> Cameron Grimes, lads. Cameron Grimes has been—he's eh, been pretty funny to me. <laughs> 
He's this rich guy that uh, has gotten into stocks and Ted DiBiase keeps uh, fooling him at every turn. That's my point. He's the million dollar man from 30 years ago. That That's a good point. So it's, it's recycling the same stories from 30 years ago. They've cheeked then to turn around and say that AEW are bringing wrestling back in 30 years. Right. I mean, take the, take the, take the twig out of your own eyes, right? Yes. Yes. And they that because it doesn't fit their PG thing that they're doing. And they supposed to accept that 30 years ago? I don't know, right? Better exactly, you're dead right, yeah. You're dead right. They're, they're spooked by AEW, clearly, because they... They aren't. If they didn't care about them, they wouldn't be mentioning them at all. Right, right. Um, so as we shift to the next topic, uh, a possible Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss feud? Uh, Alexa, Alexa Bliss was sitting on the rampway as Charlotte won the three women tag match and we had that little stare off with Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss and you know what I'm here for it Alexa Bliss Lily <laughs> we, we we can have our thoughts on Lily I, I'm not all that big of a fan but just so long as they don't have Charlotte Flair we don't do the thing to where Charlotte Flair is afraid of Alexa Bliss because she turned into dark Alexa Bliss. We don't do that. And I'm a fan of this possible view. What do you guys think? You know, I think it's Alexa Bliss versus Shane Bay's are based on yeah. Yeah. I, That's a good point as well. Well, either, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll say this much. What do you think if it's either Alexa versus Charlotte or Alexa versus Shane Bay's? It shouldn't be any We've all seen Alexa Bliss in the ring. She's not up to it. The only person that Alexa Bliss should be wrestling is even Marie. And they should knock each other out and never be seen again. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, going back, I mean, going back to the 30 years thing, going back to the 30 years thing, we've spent the last couple of years building superb wrestlers like Bianca Belair, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and even our very own Irish um, uh, champion, you know, Becky Lynch. Yes, sir. And what you're doing is they're going back 30 years with the likes of Alexa Bliss, right? And it was like almost like Baby Dolly could say, or you're, you're 30 years, Eva Marie, you're bringing it back to, you're, you're only, Eva Marie is only two or three steps away from, from Rob Panties, which was possibly the worst thing that ever happened in Which sucks. Yeah. So yeah, I'll tell you another thing that's imagine being imagine being Bailey get up WrestleMania. I would say look this choice of Alexis would it not? I got to Canada for Brian Sandy. Charlotte Bordock versus Eva Money. Let's do perfect contenders. I don't want to see it. Yeah, me neither. So, as we ship to the next topic, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry about that. Uh, Hit Row. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw NXT, but uh, uh, God, I'm forgetting his name. AJ Francis. No, no, no. AJ Francis. No, 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 oh, not AJ yeah. Francis. Swerve Scott. Swerve Scott. How did I forget that? Swerve Scott. Uh, top dollar, who's AJ Francis? 
Asante right. the Adonis and Brianna Brandy. Um, you know, when you have these type of storylines, uh, for me as a black person, I, I kind of wrestle with, is it stereotypical or do they have them in stereotypical roles or, or, they have, or do they have them in roles that I really like? And yeah. this one is a role that I really like. I feel like it's something different from the normal of what we see on NXT. It's characters as opposed to just wrestling. So I really like them. I like their theme music. I like the presentation. And you know what? I want to see if Pop Dollar and Ashanti Diodonis goes after the tag titles. I want to see if Ronda Brandy goes after the women's championship. I'm excited. What do you guys think? You yourself lucky that your superstition is cruel. I'm an Irish person. Our superstitions, our superstitions were Hornswoggle, Finlay, and Seamus. Yep. Stereotypical. So you got it cool, man. My superstition, my superstition has got to be with Too Sweet on this one. I mean, really, as a black person myself, I find this, I find this, you know, not comical, but I find this interesting in more ways. One, because it puts a little bit more diversity and dynamic in a, in a group, in a group fashion, you know, instead of your stereotypical gangsters, you know, uh, going after the championships and, and stuff like that. Like, like really, crime time in and of itself had made, had made a foundation of, mm-hmm. of, of, of being a fun act, which made it work. I mean, JTG, right. even though, even though JTG is not, not wrestling anymore, he would be. He would be a great. He would be a great. You know, inspiration to to that fact. And to be fair, to be fair, Hitro is a prime example of a new generation of a new generation of black wrestlers that really needs to shine. And if we were to put Ember Moon, you know, a part of that, or or you know, anyone else, you know, as as the and the, you know, like memories of Hitro, and, and we have something here. And we have. Meanwhile, Keith Lee, Keith Lee is sitting at home on his couch. Nothing. Oh my he's goodness! Making, he, he, he's making cryptic tweets though, like like he's making a return, and we are possibly going to be seeing you know Keith Lee and and Mia Yim for the SmackDown. He's debuting this week, actually. Really? I would absolutely love to see that. Like I the bring and the bring to everybody's attention. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Almost black and yet. Like wow. Wow. They're actually doing something with him. Honest to God, interested. I am honestly God interested with with the lore, with the lore that that Alistair, that Alistair Black is coming up with. I mean, not just with the book, not just with the silver persona. I mean, it's just it's just that dark, brooding, you know, tithesis of, of a character that 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 pretty much had everybody's as and and applied into into despair, disgust, and you know, 
turned my stomach man that turned my st- I mean that's around the time where WWE was just getting away with anything that they absolutely yeah. wanted no accountability well uh, uh, yeah, okay. uh, Martin gave an interview during the week about that saying how uncomfortable he felt uh, about that and then she signed off and saying Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, one of the greats. Hey, uh, did, you guys, did you guys see the Dark Side of the Ring uh, film episode? Yes, I did. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of showing respect for the dead and that, did you see like the bit about they had the day, um, the day after Pillman died, they had his wife live. Oh, my goodness. Being interviewed oh. by Vince McMahon, and she basically had only one request. Don't ask me anything about drugs or painkillers. And he went straight into it and asked her. And you can see her face in the video. She's utterly broken words like that. 
company we just got our label. Like that that is the lowest of the low and Vince McMahon has gotten away with so much and like the the man just died for goodness sakes. And then like you said, she had one request and you, you shouldn't have asked her uh to be on TV in the first place. She she she's grieving and like yeah, I, that 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 was low, man. That was low. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's saying something, and that's saying something to, to a point because you know, you know, somebody, somebody who, who pretty much, who pretty much provided for his wife and for the and for the kid, mind you, for the kid, mind you, like like your son, P.P. Junior, yeah, Brian Tillman Junior. I mean, come on, Brian, Brian Tillman Junior, Brian, Brian Junior might be might be a jerk and might be and might be an a hole. But at least, but at least, he's trying to, he's trying to bring that passion back with, with his father's legacy. Yes, and he is. He's doing a damn fine job of it. He's doing a damn fine job of it with, with the varsity blonde. Yes, I he is. I don't what anybody says. When you say he may, when you say he may be an a-hole, are you, are you just saying that's possible or is there evidence of that? Yeah, pretty much because of the whole BTE thing or... If you just see him like you just see him at an autograph session where he's being where he's being mean, you know, then there's yeah. then there's evidence of that. Well, uh, no, no, actually no, not not in real life, not in real life. No, he, he's not he's not a heel, but but if you if you, if you were to just talk to him, you know, about about you know his wrestling or his up. Then, then yeah, he's, he's he's definitely gonna have you know a lot of a lot of animosity. You're gonna have a lot of animosity. Well, yeah. what happened to his father? And well, uh, as JR said on the documentary, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, he says that he has been a Viking bride as well. Look, uh, carry on, basically, carry on the legacy of your dad, but do not become a loose cannon. And, and uh, yeah. Thank you, Thank you. I will say. Oh, yeah, I'm he, he here again, though, and said I don't think he has the talent. He's trading off the name. Um, I think he has like he's he's very very young. So I mean, I, I, I mentioned this yesterday. Like Stone Cold didn't become Stone. I'm not saying he's going to be Stone Cold. Don't get me wrong. But Stone Cold didn't right. really become Stone. You know. That gimmick until he was like 35 or something like that 34 35 36 so these guys that are like 22 23 let's, let's give them to where they're in the mid 30s and then you know we'll, we'll see if, if they got it like different stuff the world of wrestling has changed and you will never get the same or the same eco wrestling as you had with Stone Cold, as you have these guys, they won't get the same opportunity. I mean, when Stone Cold was at his peak, they went eight, nine, ten million people. Wrong. Right. Two million yeah. I mean, I, they, they won't ever reach that level, but I think that, you know, there could be a point in time to where we look at, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. and be like, okay. He could be a top star down the line. We, uh, you know, we we don't know as as it pertains to right now, but we'll see. We'll see. I 
a person, I mean, as a person, uh, uh, what I took from the right and same here man i admire him for that as well also what uh, the one thing I was hoping they would that they would portray in that in that uh, uh, documentary was that Brian Pillman was a hell of a wrestler, and I think that you know people forget that because his gimmick was so great that it, it goes overlooked that yeah, some great wrestling ability, and I thought that they 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 it over really well. Uh, they did showcase part of his like flying abilities, <laughs> but uh, like his very uh, gimmick persona overshadowed that a little bit. But uh, yes, I mean he was a great render. Right. Right. Oh man, yeah. As we, Revenant, are you there? Okay. As we move on to the final topic of the day. We got the anime corner, and this week is to your eternity. And Revenant, I saw episode one, and you said it was a real tearjerker. And yeah, man, that's exactly what it is. I'll go to a quick synopsis of episode one, and you can give your overall viewpoint. I'll come back with with mine. And if you guys have watched To Your Eternity, you can jump in on that as well. Um, but basically, we have an orb that's transformed into a wolf. Uh, we have a boy that meets the wolf. And this young man is just going through hell and high water to get to paradise. And you could tell that something was going to happen. For me, I thought the wolf was going to tear the boy up. Nevertheless, the boy eventually dies. And the wolf takes on human form. And we're left on a on a cliffhanger, and I'm like, okay, what's gonna happen next? Uh, <laughs> 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 Remember what you got on episode one? Honestly, honestly, for me, honestly, for me, what can I take away from? from all the episodes currently airing on Crunchyroll or even or even just on Funimation. Personally, it, it, it takes it takes a toll on you like like emotionally, like with like with the characters and with the death. Like like as my friend says, as my dub on the podcast, you know, partnerships never get too attached to a character that you love. Because in the end, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, just what happened in the in the, in, in the most recent episode of of Senior Attorney, it still it's still resonating in my freaking head. It's still resonating in my head and in my heart, like like Carol getting the march. I have like, to. I still have to catch up on the latest episode myself. I know. 
strike at any given moment it's like randy orton the apex predator he's just gonna come out of nowhere and i was just i was wrong about that but you can see that the kid was not gonna make it at the end of episode one and i gotta say that i'm excited i really want to see what's next as episode two three four and five i will catch up on that next week and we'll have the latest episode breakdown from the latest episode coming up next week. And with that, we are out of time. Yes, sir. Uh, if y'all have any final wrestling takes that, that y'all have, uh, feel free. Uh, if not, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, regarding the hit roll thing, uh, well, you know that they're teasing that uh, with the if you don't know, now you know, and all of that. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I how much are they going to explain of that? And I wonder how Tapo is going to be the first to teach them off. It's going to be Oh, go ahead. I'm going to put a challenge and remind you of that challenge here for the episode next week. Rey Mysterio. Find a Rey Mysterio match that's been all the other Rey Mysterio matches the last 20 years. You know what? I am going to dig into the archives. I'm going to look it up and see, see and if what... You can, if, you, if you can prove me wrong, oh, we'll have a fortune. I'll, I'll do something wrestling-related <laughs> My choice, I'll tell you what. You you can take one of two things. Uh well maybe one thing. That wasn't Rey Mysterio in that match. Like my uh, Rey Mysterio versus I think it was Psychosis at Bash of the Beach ninety six. Oh, you've seen that already. Okay, well never mind about that. <laughs> I'll find a Rey Mysterio match for you to watch if I'm right. Well I I'll tell you what, if I win you gotta watch Rey Mysterio versus uh, the great Kali when oh. he was the champion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to make it sound interesting and give an interesting review of it. Oh, you know. Was that a pay per view? No, I don't know. It wasn't. It was on it was SmackDown. SmackDown. It, was, it was about a few days. It was about a few days. After he won the triple track, they just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just 
they were like three weeks, and they were three weeks away, like three to four weeks away from, from Judgment Day. Okay, I'll try to. They just decided. They just decided. You know what? It's just much small. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. No, I do remember that. Oh goodness, I'm gonna have to watch that. Jeez. <laughs> well, if that is it on wrestling takes, uh, we're gonna hop on out of here. And same here. And which means your head. All right, man. Same here. Twitter Spaces didn't even crash this time. How about that? So, uh, we're we're on to something here. But uh, best of uh, luck to you guys, and uh, I'll see you next Thursday. Good job, guys. All right, all right, guys. All right. Exactly. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need, uh, I'm gonna talk to you on Discord if that's cool, man. Okay, I'll be there. All right, All right. All right y'all take care.